Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Power Hour panel. Tonight, we are back for a new season, and we're going to be talking about McCarthy. We're going to talk about Russia, Ukraine war, and we're going to be discussing the NFL. So get ready for a great show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Power Hour panel. It feels good to be back talking about politics, current events, and all that good stuff. How are you doing, Wade? I'm alive. How are you doing? I am doing well, and I'm ready to dive in and talk about all these interesting things. It's been a couple of weeks since we saw each other and spoke about politics, but the 118th Congress is in session. Congress is fighting, finally meeting. We're meeting all the new members, and we thought that it was going to be smooth sailing with Republicans taking over the House, but that is not the case. That's not what we're seeing. We're now seeing that McCarthy has become the first nominee for speaker in 100, 100 years to fail to win the first vote. And they voted two more times, so a total of three times, and McCarthy has failed to clinch the votes needed in order to be Speaker of the House. So what are your thoughts, Wayne? Look. First, you can't succeed, and the second time you can't succeed, and third time ain't a charm. Get the fuck out. It's not for you. All right. Isn't McCarthy the one who shit himself on TV? I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to stick to the politics and ignore <laughs> all the other. I mean, isn't he the old guy who shit himself up behind the podium? Wasn't that him? I am going to ignore all of that craziness. I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the facts and the politics, and not any of those personal things that we may go into. But a lot of people are saying that this may be a interesting time for Republicans. It may be an interesting time for Republicans because with them unable to nominate McCarthy, we may be in for two years of watching a lot of infighting happening between. Republicans, between the moderate Republicans, if we want to call them that, and the, I guess we'll say the far right Republicans that we see more and more and more of every single day. So what do you think this means? So we'll, we'll jump back into talking about, into talking about what's actually happening in Congress, but what do you think this means for the Republican party? Do you think this is signs of what's going to come one, two, three, four months down the line? So I can't answer that question. I mean, it's a good question. It's a valid question. I just can't answer it. And here's the reason why. In our generation, we're in uncharted waters. All right. Pelosi was the Speaker of the House since the invention of the wheel. All right. I think she was alive and saw the priests in Egypt to be mummified for how old she was. She has been in office for so long. So I don't know how this is going to affect anybody or anything. I'm not sure how anybody's going to react to this. Um, the, the younger um, congressional members may be rolling their eyes going, I mean, what, what are we waiting for with this old guy? Let's get somebody else in here. The older, more seasoned guys may be like, look, we got to talk about this for the next 400 years. Who, who knows? I just don't know because it's not happened in our lifetimes.
I mean, it hasn't happened in anyone's lifetime. It's been 100 years. Because usually what happens is the political parties within themselves, they agree. And from there, they move forward. They all agree. They vote the Speaker of the House in. In 100 years, they have not seen this happen. So I, don't, I, think, the, I think the Republican Party has begun imploding since the Tea Party. Now, this is going back to, to um, Bush era. But I think when the Tea Party happened, I think that's when a lot of infighting started happening with Republicans. And I don't see the party surviving much longer. Now, with them infighting about McCarthy, this is something, I think this is a big deal. But we're also seeing infighting happening with, with Trump, because a lot of Trump's followers aren't necessarily following him the way that they used to. And we're seeing that there's different political ideologies happening and splintering off within the Republican Party. I think one of the big things as well is going back to the Roe v. Wade. I think that caused a big splinter as well. So I know you're saying that you can't answer because this hasn't happened in our lifetime, but it hasn't happened in anyone's lifetime. Because again, 100 years, there's really no one older than 100 who really spoke about politics as an infant. Um, so I think we're going to see the situation where it's the beginning of the end for the Republican Party. And I'm going to jump in a little bit later and talk about how millennials and Gen Z are not getting more conservative as they get older. But that's for a little bit down the line. But what are your thoughts, Wayne? I think we should let them go out back and duel. I mean, we should break this shit old school style. I mean, we give them 10 paces, turn around and fire and see who comes out on top. So let's talk about the numbers. So McCarthy failed to reach the 218 votes needed. So again, there's a 218 vote threshold. He would have got those votes and he would have been the Speaker of the House. But we're seeing that even though Republicans hold majority, so again, this is not something, this is in party. This is not Democrats trying to stop Republicans doing anything. This is only Demo Republicans voting, excuse me, it's only Republicans voting for a Republican speaker, right? So there was a block of 19 Republicans that are coming in as oppositions. Now, they're saying that they are opposed to McCarthy on ideology and personal grounds. And it looks like those people who are opposed because of ideology, because of personal grounds, hold a further right ideology or viewpoint than McCarthy and more, I guess you can say McCarthy is more of a moderate view. I don't really know if I would go that far, but that's, I guess, where they're going. Do you think that within the Republican Party, it's really just two parties where it's moderates and the far right? Or what, what are your thoughts about this, about the 20 people who blocked this from happening? I think it's a good thing. We finally got some people standing up. Problem is, how do we move forward? So explain to me what you mean standing up. So we got people saying, no, we're, we're not going to go along with this. Okay, great. Now, how do we move forward? So what what's the next steps? Do we just keep blocking things? Do we say, oh, you know, uh, we just want someone younger. We want somebody who has got a different ideology. I mean, how long can they run the block on this? So 20 people said no. Next time they vote, 20 people can say no again. So they're going to vote tomorrow. 
And it seems as though um, Jim Jordan is getting some momentum because it looks as though the 20 people who voted against McCarthy voted for Jim jo Jim Jordan. And it looks as though like he is gaining steam at the moment. It looks as though he's in a position where he may be able to clench if McCarthy backs out. But if McCarthy doesn't back out, it could just end up in some type of some type of stalemate. I think I don't know, I just feel as though we're in a situation where we're seeing a party divided, where it's not even it's not even infighting between between Democrats and Republicans now. So it's Democrats versus Republicans and then Republicans versus Republicans. And we're, we're kind of seeing the same thing with Democrats, but not taking it this far where they can't even nominate um, members of Congress who hold the leadership roles. Um, if we look at what happened with Democrats, we do know that Democrats with progressives and moderates were at a position where they're not seeing eye to eye, but it's not stopping them from necessarily electing leadership. Um, we saw that in Congress with Democrats, that it was pretty much smooth sailing. So with the new Senate, which was again brought into session today, Majority Leader Schumer and Minority Leader, well, this is with Republicans, Mitch McConnell, they were voted in no problem. So it, it seems as though the lower house is where we're seeing the issue. But I do, and I stand by what I'm saying, that I do think this is going to be a, some issues for the party going forward. Because again, we're seeing them. We're seeing them in a situation where it's just a lot of infighting within the the party. Let's see. So, what does Philip say? So, Philip says, "New blood. They need young people. The Republican Party is in big trouble. I mean, the entire all of all of Congress needs new blood. It's not Democrats. It's not Republicans. All of Congress needs new blood. Um, we are seeing that new blood is kind of rolling in at the time." Um, with some younger people being voted in on both sides. But again, the majority of Congress that we're seeing, it is older, it's older people. It's people who could qualify as being senior citizens. That's just how our government is currently ran. Look, I was wrong earlier. It isn't McCarthy who shit himself. It was Mitch McConnell. All right. I mean, the guy's fucking 80 years old. I mean, he's two years behind Pelosi. Mitch McConnell's 57 years old. And honestly, that really scares me without a term limit, to be honest with you. And regardless of policies, regardless of what he believes in, his age scares me. And here's why. Pelosi was at the helm for forever and a day. This guy, if he lives half the age, you know, three quarters of the age most of these other people are getting to up there, it, it really disgusts me that somebody can sit in that position of power for 40, 50 fucking years and no way to shut them down. So with this guy only being 57 years old, regardless of his his, his policies, I'd really like to see an age limit set, or a term limit. I'm sorry, not an age li limit, but a term limit. Then I really wouldn't care. Just like the president, you know, two terms, four years each. There you go, eight years total. You can be president for that. You can be You can be at the helm for eight years. There you go. I mean, that's what a lot of people want to see, but we're not, first off, I'm going to say this. We're not going to get to that. We're not going to get that to that for a while because that would be members of Congress voting against their own interests. So you're going to tell a bunch of Congress people that, hey, let's put this on the ballot to vote that we put, um, 
then we put age limits, and that would basically kick them and all their all their friends out of Congress. So we're not going to see that until we get more and more of the younger generation into office. So even though there should be term limits, and we shouldn't be having these older people in Congress because but we need more of a mix. I'll say this: we need more of a mix. We need older people, younger people. We need a mix, but that's just not what we're seeing. But because the majority is older people who, again, are literally senior citizens, they're not going to vote against their interests. They're not going to put age limits and term limits when none of the, would basically kick all of them out of office. So as much as the American public wants that and the majority of the American public supports that, it's not where we're going to be. So let's see. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so comments from the Smoke and Bacon app. This is from Las, uh, Las Vegas Luddite. Those 28 heroes, they're wanting things. Their name on bridges or seat at the big kids' tables is disgusting. These are going to screw around and end up with Hakeem Jeffries at the helm. And that is something that people have been talking about. Um, but we will see. And we're not going to really dive into that one. Philip says, the biggest mistakes the Republicans did was not backing up Liz Cheney and she is a true leader. Um, Liz Cheney is, as much as I don't like to say this, right? Liz Cheney, Cheney is an artifact within the Republican party. Liz Cheney is somebody who has ideologies of Republicans from decades ago, back when Republicans were actually fiscally conservative where they wanted small government. Because again, conservatives say they want small governments and then they tell women they can't control their body and they basically put the government in women's healthcare. So Liz Cheney really does defend a lot of the ideologies that the previous Republican party had. And it's not seeing eye to eye with the new age Republican who swing a lot further right. Um, do you want to comment on this, Wade? Um. So I had to look it up because I thought Liz Cheney was married to was was married to or related to Dick Cheney, you know, the guy who shot someone in the face. Um, so I had to look it up to make sure she wasn't her husband, somebody different. Uh, but you know, the the here's what I wish would happen. I wish we would get as soon as you walk through the doors of Congress into that building. There's no longer parties. Everybody's just there for the people. And if that doesn't work, then we take the jobs that are up for, that are open for people, and we put them in the middle of the room. And we give people metal chairs, like at Waffle House, and we just let them go to town. And the last person standing gets that job. Yeah, I don't think that's the way that American politics works. Or it should be, though. It, it really should be. And you do know that um, Dick is Liz's dad. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I hadn't made it that far yet. I was just making sure she wasn't she wasn't married to the guy who shot someone in the face. Dad, that's the dad. Um, so Liz, <laughs> Lindsay says, new blood is needed and welcome, but the shifting of the new influx is going to cause these rifts within the party, and they are, they need to set term limits. Like I said, we've been agreeing with this, um, but again, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen right now because 
people aren't going to vote against their interests. They're not going to vote against if they are in a position where they're going to lose power if they pass this law, they're not going to do it. They're, they're just not going to do it. Um, Philip says they are power hungry. Uh, Philip says up oh, and let's welcome. No, not yet. So Philip says, um, look how Trump distracted Ted Cruz's wife and he was okay with it. Again, this is just not, it's, it's true, but it's, it's just politics. It's election. Here, here's what I want to know. 2018, Kevin McCarthy's worth was about $223,000. In 2022, as of August 9th of 2022, his net worth is $95 million. I want to know where that came from. I want to know who's bought him before we put him at the lead. What do you mean? I want to know who's bought him. Who's filling his pockets with that money before we put him in charge? Um, um, we'll we'll move on to that in a second. About well, we won't. We're it's not gonna again. It's, that's not gonna happen. We're not going to get receipts about who's who's paying these politicians off. It's just not gonna happen. Um, but let's move on to something that's a little interesting. Millennials are not becoming more conservative as they age. Now. When we were growing up, I am a millennial. Wade, you're Gen X? Gen? Uh. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> growing up, we, we've heard a lot of older people say this. Oh, you know, when you get when you yes, get older. Yes, I'm Gen X. Okay, cool. When you get older, you're, you'll be more conservative. Um, I've heard a lot of older people say that. Is that something that you've heard older people say? Or are you one of those older people who say it? No, uh, no, I usually hear older people yelling at me to get off their lawns. Okay. <laughs> so in recent in recent um, research, they're finding that unlike previous generations, because most previous generations, when people were in their early 20s, they were a lot more liberal. And as they got older, they became more and more conservative. As we know, the boomer generation that was the Woodstock generation. But as they became older, in order to, I guess, try to hold on to more of their wealth that they accumulated throughout their life, they became more and more conservative. And there's other reasons as well. And you'll hear like a lot of older people stating that when they were in their 20s, they were liberals. But once they got older, they became conservative. This is the first time in a long time that we are seeing, actually first time ever, I believe, in American politics, the younger generation as they begin to get older and older, they're actually becoming more liberal. They're actually holding more, and I'll say leftist views. It's not really leftist views. There's really no real left in the United States because what we consider left in the United States, the rest of the world considers moderate. But it seems as though millennials are becoming more and more liberal as they age. So Wade, what are your thoughts about that? I don't know. I think it falls along the line. People are just tired of the shit as they get older. You, you don't really pay attention as much. Oh, look, she's gone. All right, folks. Now we can talk about whatever we want. See, battery exhausted. All right, we're going to talk about... I don't know yet. Oh, did you hear about the guy that got arrested in, in, in Idaho? 
Uh, it was Christmas. It was it was at his company's Christmas party. He was dressed up as the Grinch, and there were a couple guys there dressed up as reindeer, and they went at it, and the Grinch beat the hell out of the reindeer when the cops showed up. That's funny. All right. The, the cops had to pull the Grinch off the reindeer. And then there was the guy who um, – uh, well, that's some long. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right, Las Vegas. He said that's some long-winded verbiage to justify shrinking responsibility. So then there was the guy who um, he he was a mall Santa, and he uh, the kid sat on his lap and said, "Hey, for all I want for Christmas is my dad to stop abusing me." So him and his elf went out and kicked the shit out of this dude. They have him on video beating the hell out of him, screaming, ho, 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 motherfucker, as he's just nailing him across the face. I'll post the video in our app. <laughs> it's great. Mel's back. Hello. <laughs> so, I, I've heard all of those stories as well. Um <laughs> However, <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing. The guy beating up the dad screaming, ho, 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 motherfucker, is he's nailing him? Oh, I'll put money on his canteen. Oh, my gosh. So jumping back to millennials be becoming more liberal as they get older. Thoughts. Because you would begin to say your thoughts, and then I disappeared, and then you stopped your thoughts. So I think most people, just as they get older, they're, they're tired of seeing the bullshit. They start to pay attention more. And I don't know if that means that they move more conservative or more liberal or more Republican or more Democrat. I think they hear what society wants them to hear as they're younger, and it doesn't really affect them as much. But as they get older, they start to understand how it affects them and the bullshit going on, and they start to change their views. But they're not that. So this millennials aren't changing their views. It's just becoming deeper in their views. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I mean, but it is. I mean, that's that's exactly what they're doing. It's they're not becoming more conservative as past generations because again, past generations they became so. A lot of your generation, a lot of um, boomers, as they got older, my generation's tired of millennials sucking on the tit. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I know you're saying that they're stuck on the tip, but they, they have nowhere to go. It's not my and problem. I know it's not your problem. Hence why you you become more conservative and the millennials become more liberal. Because here's the issue. So you're in a job and you're a millennial and you want to move up. You can't move up. Do you know why you can't move up? Do you know why you can't get promotions? Do you know why you can't do, 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 all that? do what millennials say or what we see? I'm asking you. I, this is not even what millennials say. It's just it's it's the data. I'm going by okay. the data. I, I'm going to explain to you why. All right, because we have people that we hire that don't realize construction requires you to get dirty. So here's the thing. Let me let me stop you. <laughs> so, How can you move up? How can you move up? When the boober, boomers aren't retiring, right? So they're retiring because they see what's coming in and it's scaring them. No, they're not retiring because they can't afford to retire. They can say mm. all they want, but most boomers 
there's the, there's the research done. Most boomers have not put enough away where they can afford to retire. So you have millennials who are trying to move up the ladder and make more money to survive and be able to buy a house and things like that. And they can't because all those positions have been taken because are still being filled by people who usually should have retired at 65 and they haven't retired. I see it completely different. I see it as we're all scared of what's incoming. I've got engineers that I work with on a daily basis that forgot how to fucking add. All right. That scares the ever living hell out of me that are millennials. And then they blame everybody else about why they can't add. Of course, I'm not going to retire because people will die. (laughs) No no one's going to die. Like literally there's no upward movement. And to say like, I'm going to say right now, millennials are sick and tired of having to, of having to do the work for boomers that don't understand the work, but they're then being paid for not understanding how to do the work. Simple as simple, like something as simple as turning a document into a PDF. Boomers can't do it. There's a lot of times where we see millennials in these positions and they're automating the job that, and it takes them 30 minutes because they've automated it with code that is going to take a boomer five hours to do, but yet the boomers taking credit because of the millennial made it easier. They found the easier solution for it, but they're not being paid for it. That's called leadership. But but it's not because it's not the leadership that's making it. It's the millennials who are coming up with the ideas, who are implementing the ideas and they're not being paid for the implementation. Right. So they're being guided by their leadership, but they're not being guided. That's why I'm telling you, look at Congress. Let's look at Congress. Did you just Pelosi us? Is that what no, you did? No. Is that what you did? Congress, did you just Pelosi look, us? I'm going to give you an example with Congress where we have boomers in a position where they don't understand the job that they're doing. Do you we got remember? people in Congress that rode horse and buggies that but don't that's, understand vehicles. But that's, like, that's even the same issue. When we have these boomers in positions where they don't understand the assignment, they don't understand what's going on. And I'm going to use this example because we all saw it, right? I could go and use an example of like in your job tonight, but I'm going to use an example that the entire country saw. Congress's job is to make laws. In order to make laws, you have to understand what you are doing. And even if you don't understand, you should research it before any type of investigation or anything, right? Do you remember when the... Boomer congressman came out and asked Mark Zuckerberg where they couldn't even get to the nitty gritty of what Facebook is getting wrong because the boomers didn't understand how Facebook worked. They literally asked. And if you want to call this leadership, Wade, that is on you. And no, I that was an idiot. That was an idiot. That's what most boomers are doing in their jobs where they don't understand it. And for those of you guys who are listening, who don't know what I'm talking about, when the Republican boomer went and asked Mark Zuckerberg how... Facebook makes money since it's free. You're looking at Congress people at this time, right? Who are supposed to be making laws on things like cryptocurrency because they need to. These, this needs to be a regulated market. And they can't because they don't understand it. And it's happening in every industry where the older generation has these things in front of them and they don't understand what's going on but they're still making the big bucks and the generation that does understand and who are implementing the change and who are, you know, putting these things forward are not making the money for what they're doing. And you can say this leadership. I'm going to disagree because boomers don't know what's going on. You have people who are 65 
85-year-olds who are working, that don't get me wrong, there are some, there are some older generation who are working, they know exactly what's going on. But there's a lot of people in positions of power where they don't know what's going on. You have the younger generation that if this was 30 years ago and they kept implementing these changes, they would have been promoted. If you have a millennial who's who's making all these changes, and this was decades ago, they would have been promoted. But millennials can't be promoted because there's nothing to promote them to because boomers are still taking the workforce. So let me ask you a question, Mel. Go ahead. Just because a boomer in this example knows how to automate something, does that mean they know how to run a company? No. Or a division? No. Okay, what about a millennial? I, I millennials haven't really been given the chance and I actually like a lot more millennial based companies. What I'm talking about is a boomer doesn't need to know how to automate a PDF. He needs to know how to delegate a task to get it done effectively. I know that I need he's to give it to Mel to get it done. He's, but he's not doing that. And that's what I'm saying is that we're seeing these boomers who don't know how to delegate either. And you're saying they know how to run companies. They don't. They literally come out and blame millennials for everything. They're like, boom, millennials are destroying hooters because they don't like boobs. Like, do you, like these articles keep They're not wrong. No, millennials are, the, the boomers can't keep up with the market. So they're saying that millennials are doing bad. That's not doing good business. That's Look, not. When I, when, I got, when I got a group of millennials sitting outside of my local hooters with signs talking about that hooters should be hiring men and people and everybody else and all these other things when that's not their business model uh, that's them not knowing how to do business all right because i damn well tell you that when hooters complies and starts hiring men and they're running around in orange little shorts people will stop going people have already stopped their going. business model people have already stopped going because millennials don't like hooters they don't think it's cool to millennials to don't have the money for hooters i don't care I like going to Hooters without millennials. It's refreshing. But Hooters is losing money. I, they're uh, they're going to end up closing down. It's it's going to be like blockbusters. They can't keep up with the times. They're going to close down or they're going to blame millennials when it's their own business practices. No, it's not their business practices. It's it their business model. That was their model. That is their and model. They can adapt and and who are the millennials to say that their model is wrong? With their dollars. They're saying it's wrong with their dollars. Agree. Vote with your dollars. Don't sit out front with a sign talking about how you should be hiring men. That's not their business model. It's not their business model. But that's not even the discuss. That's not even the discussion that we're having. I don't care if people want to protest. You're, it's okay. You lost the Hooters discussion. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't though because that's not. That. I did not lose the Hooter discussion. If you want to talk about it, I'll give you thirty seconds to talk about it. I already talked about it. I told you the millennials are ruining Hooters. They're, they're not ruining Hooters. You can't ruin Hooters. Hooters is ruining Hooters. And let's welcome Sean. Hey, Sean, hey guys. Sorry about that. I, I got timing off a little bit on the show today. So got it's to okay. jump in a little bit. I Sorry, I missed something. It's okay. You, you came in for a great part. We're about to end it. But I do want to hear your thoughts on this. Millennials are not becoming more conservative as they age like past generations has. So what is your thoughts about this? And Wade, don't bring up Hooters because we want to go back to the, the actual point of this. So millennials are not becoming more conservative as they age. What are your thoughts? Mm. Well, what's conservative and what's liberal is changing from decade to decade, year to year. Um, so I don't know. It might be a false question. 
you know, um, I, I guess that's based on who's describing what that means, like what it is to be a conservative uh, or what it is to be a liberal. So I think it's kind of a subject, suggestive question. You know, I, I guess you're talking about historically, you know, as you age, you get more conservative, they say, right? Yep. Um, you know, I mean, well, I, I think the whole thing is changing. I think the whole political realm is changing. So I don't, I don't even think the terms uh, will be the same in the future, conservative or liberal, or I think there'll be a whole different terminology. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm going to run back to what we were talking about earlier, um, just to kind of get your, your um, input about this since you did join late. So Kevin McCartney fell three times today in his attempt to become Speaker of the House. Um, one of the things that I think, I think this is, this is foreshadowing what's going to happen with the Republican Party really being splintered, where for the next two years, we're going to see a lot of infighting within the Republican Party. I think the Republican Party is beginning to implode. What are your thoughts on, on that? Mm, I think it's going to go through a process of rebranding. Uh, of redevelopment. And I think that's happened historically through all the political process through the, the country. Um, I think it'll, it'll rebrand, it'll change. Uh, it, it, if anybody studies the historical realm of it, I mean, you go back to the 1950s, what it, what it was a conservative, what was a liberal in the 1950s, what was, uh, you know, in the 1960s, 1970s. I mean, the parties get remade. I think the Republican Party or conservative, you know, whatever you call GOP, they're going through a complete rebranding. You know, and I think they'll come out of it a, a slightly different party. Do, do you think? Do I think there's infighting? I, I don't know. I think there's infighting in the Democrats too. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think both parties have in, infighting. All right, so I'm going to go to these comments really quickly, and then we're going to switch topics. So jumping back to that millennial topic, uh, let's see. Amanda says, "I feel the liberals now are going to be very open grandparents, as opposed to grandparents who came before us." Um, Lindsay wants Sean to comment on the Hooters. No, because this will turn into a Hooters conversation and that's not what we're at. Um, Joanna says, I believe it's not that they can't get promoted. It's that there's a lot of positions that millennials do not want. Millennials have a different mindset. I think you're confusing millennials and Gen Z um, because we're seeing this new wave of workers coming in where Gen Z is like, no, I'm not doing that. I want work-life balance and things like that. Um, I'll say this, I think millennials are still a slave to the corporate game. And Gen Z is the one who's coming up and really shaking things in. Got to remember, millennials are in their 30s now. Gen Z is that that the 20 year olds, the early 20 year olds. Amanda also says, I think there's a true third party forming between Republicans and Democrats. Um, I'll let you guys chime in too. I think it's going to be more along the lines of progressives, moderates, and far right, whatever they call themselves. They may just come up with different names, but I think it's going to be progressives, moderates and the far right. Uh, let's go to Sean first. What do you think about that? And then we'll go to Wade. Oh, progressives, moderates, and the far right. You know, I think that's always been around. Yeah, I, I don't think that's new. I really don't think that's new. There's been the far left and the far right in the politics of America for a very, very long time. Um, but I think it has changed in, like in the, I think in the modern time that we see, Right now, the perception of what we see, um, it, it, it it seems like it's something new when it's not anything new. It's it's just progressing in a certain way. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say if we have this this conversation 10 years and 
in the future, you know, it'd be completely different because what's affecting the politics uh, can change the politics from day to day. Um, like world envi world environment, world entities, world things that are going on right now can ch completely change the political environment, like faster than any time in history, I think, right now. Wade? Pass. What? Pass. I'm going to pass this one because I don't have an answer. Okay. All right. I can get down with that because the next one is going to be kind of juicy. Um, oh, I like juicy. George Santos. Damn it. I thought you were going to say Putin took it in the ass. <laughs> Why is that juicy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends on where he's sitting. I mean, if you have enough astro. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so George Santos came to America, came to Washington. You know, we just 118th Congress is in session, even though he completely lied on his resume, said he was Jewish. And then he said he wasn't Jewish. He was Jewish. Um, what else did he lie about? He said that he was, he graduated from college and graduated from college. What other lies did he come through? There is a lot of lies that he basically told in order to get elected. And a lot of people are saying that something should happen to him because he lied to people and he got elected off of the lies. Now, I want to say this. There was not enough opposition research done. For all of these lies to come through and Democrats didn't go and figure this out, I think the biggest thing that we should be looking at is what was going on with opposition research and why none of it was done. And then what do we do when someone completely blatantly lies in order to get elected. So let's go to Wade first. Should be taken outside and shot. Sean? That, that, that might be called fascism, but wait. Assassinating people. Yeah, that could be. Well, could no, be look, if you're a traitor, <laughs> you lied to get elected, you're a traitor. We're just enforcing the law. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Anyway, I thought, yeah, it's funny. Uh, what should be done to uh, them? They should be taken out of office. I mean, if they if they intentionally lied, um, and they might you might have more repercussions than that. Bobby should not be able to hold office. Yeah, I agree. So here, here's the thing about here's the thing about that. Every politician we have has lied to get into office. Every but single it's one. Not the same. How do you figure it's not the same? So this is what that's the. No, but it's not even that he got caught. It wasn't, this guy basically made up a persona mm -hmm. and put that forward. So it wasn't he lied maybe about what clubs he was in in college or who he dated or who he did. He lied. So he lied about having a college degree. He does not have a college degree, but he told people that he did. He lied about being Jewish. Remember, he was elected in New York. And as we all know, that New York has a large Jewish population, if not the largest Jewish population in the United States. So he lied about being Jewish in order to get elected. He lied about having a real estate portfolio. So basically lying to the masses, saying that he's a good businessman when he's actually not. And there were other things that he was lying about where he wouldn't have gotten elected if any of these things are true. So yes, all politicians lie. We all know that. Or they stretch the truth. But George, 
Santos basically made up a persona. He made up a false person in order to get elected. And that's the issue. It's, I. See, I don't see any difference in that. And here's why. If you pay me to be what you want, I don't see a difference in that. Somebody alarmed oh, so me. I'm sorry. That? He also lied about his mother dying in 9-11. And then in another post lied said another day where she died. Like it was he literally played to the heartstrings of New Yorkers. He was like, what do New Yorkers like? They like immigrants, they like Jews, they like businessmen, they like anything like connected to like 9-11, because you know that's New York. He lied like this is not just embellishing, he lied. Like he lied about his mother dying in 9-11. I don't see any difference to that than what our current politicians do. It's wrong. It's all wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's all, I think it's all completely wrong. wrong. But he, I think it's all the same. Okay. I he oh he lied about working for Goldman Sachs. He did not work for Citigroup. He lied about working for Citigroup for Goldman Sachs, like different places in Wall Street. They have he didn't work for any of these places. Yeah, he should be fired. What happens when you're hired for a job and you lie on your resume? You get sacked. But I don't think there's any real I mean, precedent. But then again, we are also living in a world where a white woman was able to convince people she was black and became the president of the NAACP. I don't know how far to take the bullshit. It's all the same. But that's the thing. It was all taken too far. But this is different. This is not. This is an elected official. This is someone who's going to be making our laws. The same could be said by any of our politicians that lie bold-faced every day in front of everyone. This now, I agree different. some of them aren't saying about my, my degrees or anything like that, but they bold-faced lie. I mean, the biggest lie of them all is I am not a crook. But I, this is just different. This wasn't all politicians lie. Yes, this is not lying. He created a fake person and ran as his fake person. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's pathological. I think so too. I, I think it's because I think he actually believes it. Well, now he's what if he identifies as this person? So here's the thing. So in the post, in the New York Post, Mr. Santos said, my sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry. That's that what I mean. Is pathological is that he, he makes up things constantly. Constantly. And, and believes them at the moment to be true. Like that's pathological, yeah. So what should happen to Santos? Well, shot. I mean, if, you're men if he's mentally ill, then that's another... That's an issue that, you know, you, you can't always have somebody in a, a station of power that could be unstable. And that's where I would, I would ask for an actual mental evaluation of this guy. I really, I think, I think there needs to be, because it, you can't just take it as comical or that way when he gets to that point. But wait, you know, there's another point there where I think obviously he got caught. And maybe he upset somebody in the party and they threw him under the bus because there's other people that don't get caught, you know, and he got caught. Maybe he, 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 you know, pissed off the wrong people and they, and they, they put him out 
out there. And I'm then they, and they leaked all this information to the, uh, you know, everybody else. Right. Oh, she's gone again. We can talk about the Grinch and reindeers. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly though, what? Okay. If you go to a job nowadays, nine times out of 10, when you apply, they're going to run a background check on you. Hmm. The yeah. Only we don't I mean, there was no background check. Politicians. There was nothing done with it. You know, like, it was just like, hey, yeah, he looks, he, he might, you know, he fits the bill. We're not going to yeah, look into cool. it. Yeah, he does both. He's good. Now, that, that's a big thing. I mean, like, there was no quality control of this at all, at all from either. <laughs> Zero quality like, control. I well, tell you what, what, what are we doing? You know, like, you know, like, so opposition, I, I guess research, they, like, the amount of lies that he told, opposition research should have been like, that should have been a gotcha moment. So, that, so I'm putting a lot of blame on Democrats for this. Opposition research is one of the keys to winning elections, and they just didn't do it. Um, Let me ask you a different question. I have a, you know, I, I just put my conspiracy on. I, I think he pissed off somebody in, in the own, his own party, and they laid him out. They, they sent all that information out to there, too. And, and the Democrats go, wow, this is awesome. Huh? Well, we can take this. Yeah. So let me ask you a different question. The Jewish people, do you think they have a right? Let's say the local New York Jewish synagogue has a right to go out and protest him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pull this comment. Across. I'm not saying they will. I was just curious to the, if you thought. I think they, they should. Right. The same yeah. way that I think Rachel Dole's art should have been protested. And let's pull this up. So I want to pull this up. Um, so Las Vegas, what I said, but also didn't Senator Warren do exactly the same thing when she was saying she was Cherokee? Yeah, I mean. So like, I, I think I, that's I, actually I, worse. So I think that's similar. But here's the issue that I have. If it was just about being Jewish, right? Because... Like I have an ex of mine who she really claimed her Jewish heritage really, really hard, but it was like, she did have Jewish bloodline, but you know, to be Jewish, it has to be like your mother it has to be from your mother's side, right? There's, there's things that have to happen and it wasn't her mother's side. So there was like Jewish blood running within her, but according to like Jewish tradition, she wasn't necessarily Jewish, but she repped it really hard. And with Senator Warren saying that she was Cherokee, a lot of people pass used to pass that down from families and family and family, and it'd be wrong. Now, this guy, if George Santos came and be like, listen, you know, I have Jewish bloodline, and that was the only lie, I'd be like, mm, he's shady, but I wouldn't be calling for him to be fired. Same way that I didn't call for Warren to be fired. I think people need to do better in like researching what they really are and like saying that there's a difference between heritage and being, right? Where Italian Americans are like, oh, I'm Italian, but where they have Italian heritage, they're fourth Ooh, generation. You're opening a door. You're so opening a door. I'm opening a door. But the difference is, he didn't just lie about being Jewish. He lied about being Jewish. He lied about being gay. He lied about going working for Citibank. He lied about working for. He lied about everything. There's no truth in what he said, and I think that's the difference. Where again, same way Warren, shady as hell but understandable if he would have just lied about being Jewish or like, like, okay, you know what? I have Jewish heritage and that's why I leaned on it. I'd be like, he's hella shady, but you know, and then we have two more minutes to discuss this. So I'm going to let you guys, because I talk a lot. So you guys can say what you want to say about it. I think it's all the same. I don't care what 
when you're a public official charged with determining the public good and you're lying about anything, I think it's all the same. He proves something. Um, he proves something. Let's see if anything happens to the guy. Let's see if, if anything happens at all. So if not, let, let, I want to play out the two scenarios. Nothing happens to him at all. He still gets to hold his stature because he got elected into office. This is this an interesting scenario. He got elected into office. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's legitimately elected, right? Isn't like he's not legitimately elected. He was elected. Uh, but they elected maybe a false persona. That's where they could say it. But I don't know where that legal realm is. Electing a false persona uh, versus you, you got elected um into 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 office so will that force him out of office i mean maybe he'll get forced out because he says he goes maybe that's what they're trying to do you know he, he's going to say I'll, I'll step down myself um so if nothing the, the thing is when nothing happens if nothing happens it it, it, it makes an interesting scenario right so i think that's where i think that's the only interesting part of the whole story that nothing happens. So, but here's the thing. All of them cater to their people that pay them. All of them. So if you find this guy guilty for lying and creating a persona, you've just found most everybody else in Congress guilty. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. They all should be who they should be. But Jesus Christ. I mean, come on now. Half these guys, half these guys don't even know their real name or hair color anymore. There's a big difference, and here's the, everyone, every politician's lie. But I think the issue right now is he lied about everything versus lying here and there. Like he will do anything to win, anything illegal to win, everything corrupt to win, and he doesn't care about his constituents. You'll see, like a lot of people lie for money. Like he just. I, I don't know. Let's go to the comments, though. And then we're going to switch topics. Um, Joanna says he is mentally disturbed. He is a danger. I can't believe he is getting away with this. And he is getting away with it. Uh, Philip says nothing's going to happen to him, Sean. Amanda says he's elected under false pretenses. So they need to do another election and let people vote based on the facts. Lindsay says it's like the catch me if you can guy. And this one's not up yet, but this is from the Smoke and Bacon app. Um, if his election is overturned due to him lying during the race, does this set legal precedent for removing other elected politicians? And I hope it does set a precedent. Um, I really, really hope it does set a precedent. But again, we I, we just have to wait and see. I don't think anything's going to be done. I don't think he'll be reelected. But that just means that we got a couple years of just dealing with him. But let's let's move on to so we have two more topics to talk about. We're gonna have about five minutes left for each topic. Um, so more than ten months after Vladimir Putin launched an invasion into neighboring Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia are still at war. Ukraine and Russia are still at war, and it doesn't look like much is going to change. It doesn't look like the war is going in either direction. Um, Right now, Russia is saying that 89 people were killed in a Ukraine missile strike in a part of Ukraine where Russia was occupying them. Uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine is saying that Moscow is aiming to exhaust Ukraine with constant attacks. I think there are three big attacks that happened since the new year. So this past, so what, we're in 
January 3rd. There's been three big attacks. So it just looks like they're doing a lot of back and forth where we see Russia will lose a lot of a lot of a lot of um, land, a lot of um, what they captured, and then Ukraine will take it back, and then vice versa. It looks as though it's just going back and forth. We're seeing that the Western world is pumping money into Ukraine, and we see that that Putin and Moscow are getting drones from from the Middle East, and they're using them. So it just seems like we're going back and forth. So let's go to Sean first. What are your thoughts about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine 10 months later? We'll still be talking about this another couple of years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be very, very, very long. Yeah. Uh, I think it's still going to be very, very long. And the amount of money that we, our government, is putting into it, our own government, it, it, I mean, we're in proxy war right now. So mm-hmm. that's what's called proxy war. Yeah. So... Wait, we're, we're, we're in proxy war. Here, here's so I have a huge problem. I, I've always had a huge problem with the war, and everybody knows that I think Putin's a bitch. And if he and if he hears this, if he happens to see this, I invite him to come to my house because I will call him a bitch to his face. I will give him my address here in Virginia. Come on down. But I digress. I don't think um, you're like that. I don't give a shit. I, I I will be excited. I will be calling people saying Putin's showing up, so I call him a bitch to his face. <laughs> um, but anyway. I'm going to deliver vodka to you. Right. So, <laughs> I don't care. I'll give you some vodka to cool that bird. Um, but here's my, here's my bigger problem, is we have a larger issue now. Russia, Putin has actively said that they are running out of advanced weaponry because the war is gone for so long. So they're going to start using less advanced weaponry, which is less accurate, which means more casualties outside of military forces, which I equate to the same thing as a war crime. So I'm going to... The nations need to act to prevent that. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I don't know when. I don't know exactly how, but we're going to see whether it's nuclear or um, some type of very illegal type of weaponry used in order to try to end the war. And I think it's going to come from Russia to Ukraine. I think the war is going to go on for a very long time. I agree with Sean there. And I think Russia is just going to flip and use either some type of biological weapon of mass destruction or some type of nuclear weapon of mass destruction. I think that's the only way that this war is really going to end. Um, I don't. I used to think that they're going, that he's going to, I, I was the first proponent that he's going to use a dirty bomb. I don't think he's going to do that anymore. I think he's going to rely on his less advanced um, armaments now. And I think he's going to create all sorts of hell and chaos by killing civilians and everyone else before he goes nuclear. He knows if he goes nuclear, the world will destroy him. But he doesn't. Because he's already said he doesn't have the armaments to defend himself. But listen, I don't think he really cares about the rest of the world. I think he's at a position where he's going to accomplish his goal or he's going to take the whole world down with him, where that's his type of mentality. He has a goal. His little wants to go back to the USSR. And if he doesn't do it, 
It's like one of those guys where it's like, oh, if you can't beat me, no one can type of. I think that's just where where he's at mentally. Played? I mean, uh, Sean? Yeah, in the beginning, I was shocked that it lasted as long as it is. But as it went on, I I, I, I realized that it's, you know, we're, we're it's going to be a, it's going to be a very extended long thing and then the amount of money the western front and we're that we're putting into the the war you know, the just immense amount of money and funds mm -hmm. that they're putting out that we're not allowed to have an audit trail of right well that that alone i mean it's very hard to uh, explain why we're supposed to be in a, a strained economy high inflation and all those things while we're we're providing a huge amount of uh, funding um, into this conflict, into this conflict over there, and at the same time, saying that that conflict is creating the inflation, and so we're trying to solve it by by them winning. Uh, I I don't I mean, I guess, I guess scenario is you that Ukraine wins, and what does that mean for Russia? Well, I don't know. I mean, Russia's still like. Are we looking at the decline of an entire empire? You know, we could be looking at that, but that's going to have to happen from not just us. I mean, if we, it, it, that, that doesn't happen, that has to happen internally in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. That can't just yeah. happen from us providing weapons. And I completely disagree. I think he fucked up and played his hand wrong. I think when he said that they're running out of advanced armaments. Now, when I say advanced ar armaments, I'm referring to like laser guided missiles, things that are very precise. He's going back to using World War II artillery, for lack of a better term, for people who don't understand. You shoot and wherever it fucking goes, it goes and it's going to blow up whatever it's going to blow up. So I think this, and I'm going to agree with you there, Wade. I think this war is going to turn into what World War War World War One was. Um, so when you go back and you look at World War One, it was ancient battle techniques with modern weapons where they were still like fighting trench wars, but they were using like weapon, like they were using modern weapons. I think it's going to be that, but backwards. And it's going to have the same devastating outcome because war is not fought the way that it was fought um, for World War II, for Nam, from, from things of those era. And I think it's going to be devastating. So I do agree with Wade, but I think what's going to happen is it's still going to yield the same outcome of what's happening now, where it's pretty much a stalemate. And that's when I think that Putin is going to use some type of weapon of mass destruction in order to, out of a fit of rage, in order to basically end things. See, and I'm, I'm worried that we are not prepared. Most of the world is not prepared for a World War II war now. We rely so heavily on advanced, um, on our advanced armaments and our advanced weaponry that by Putin doing this and going back to, for lack of a better term, non-advanced weaponry, he's actually going to create himself an advantage. I disagree. I think it's just going to draw things out. I just think it's just going to keep drawing things out. Um, if, if we're going to be, this is going to happen for a while. Eventually the Western world is going to step in with boots on the ground. The Eastern world is going to step in on boots on the grounds. I think, 
Putin's in the middle of death throes. I think all of the USSR is in the middle of death throes right now. Because they're either going to create a war crime or they're going to go nuclear. And either one's going to cause us to step in. All right. So any, any last comments, Sean, before we switch to the very last topic that we're going to spend 30 seconds on each? Uh, study the economics Ooh, over there when it relates to him, not just, not just the war and the, the activity and the strategy of war. Study the economics around it. So 30 seconds each for this one. Um, NFL star Damar Hamlin still in critical condition after cardiac arrest. Um, so you see a lot of people right now on social media, they're saying, pray for, pray for Hamlin. He basically collapsed on the field in the middle of a football game. They basically kept fans in the stand. They kept trying to have commentators comment while they got the situation, I guess, taken care of. They pulled him off the field, but again, no one really knew what was going on. And the NFL is saying that they're not going to uh, resume the game this week. I think this just looks bad for the NFL. In sports, again, you risk, and again, I want to say prayers, thoughts to the family and, and to Hamlin himself, but in sports, sports are dangerous. No matter what sport you play, sports are dangerous. But right now there's been a very big pushback against football. We see with the younger leagues that more and more people are not allowing their kids to play football because of dangers associated with it. And I think this is just going to be, this is going to, really pushed that a lot further. Now, again, this has nothing to do with concussions. This has nothing to do with that. But the fact that he had a, some type of cardiac arrest episode in the middle of the field, it I think this is going to long, long term, this is going to be very bad for the NFL. Uh, Wayne, we'll go to you first. I don't really watch football. So, I mean, here, here's what I'm going to say. A person had a medical emergency and they dealt with the medical emergency. That's all I really care about. Sean? Well, it's dramatic because it's on TV and it's a, a famous sports figure. And, you know, that happens to the, uh, the common person at, at their work or in a, some place. And that never ends up in getting that kind of attention. Um, you know, so that, that leads that self to that. I, I'm not sure it, what you're saying. It will change the sport because I think it's a, it's a, it's a random act. I mean, you know, the thing that really changed the sport where you were talking about studying, um, the damage that, that players got from being from helmets and, you know, they, there was all documentaries on that and, and, and things about the danger of, of, um, of that, you know, when I was in high school, there was a tragic event in a football where um, I had a teammate who actually had to get a neck brace because he broke his neck. Like he, you know, like it was like in high school, you know, he had to go around with this thing on his neck like this, you know, and I think eventually he actually died. Um, you know, like he, he, he was, he, he didn't get crippled, but he had broke his neck and then later it, it eventually killed him. And um, you know, these, these kind of, these kind of sports uh, even, you know, with the, the ultimate fighting sports or, or those kind of sports. I mean, you know, people like it. It goes back to, you know, Roman gladiator times. And, you know, I don't think it's ever run away in, in that way, but, 
I think that's why those people have a very short career, maybe at 10, you know, five or 10 years, make as much as many as you can and come out without being seriously injured. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's a very risky career. It is a very, and so I'll, I'll, I'll clarify what I mean. I think it's bad optics and I hate to boil it down, especially when someone is injured, they're in critical condition, there's a possibility they could die, but we've been seeing now all sports are dangerous. All sports are dangerous. Cheerleading is extremely dangerous. But because they've been saying a lot that has to do with, with health risk in terms of football, the fact that he nearly died on the field, I think is going to make for very bad optics for the NFL. Um, if he doesn't make it, I think it's going to make for very bad optics. Um, I think he either made a – he made some type of play and then this happened. I don't know if – I again, I don't really watch football. Um, so I didn't see, I did see the app, kind of like the aftermath that was going on, but I think people who are essentially against NFL, the NFL and the football are going to use this as look, see football is really dangerous. Look what happened to someone who was being peak physical condition. So I, that's why I'm saying that I think it's going to be bad for the NFL. Mm, I, I think there's something worse out there than for, for sports than that one right now. Uh, Ronaldo, the famous soccer Person got an agreement for two hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, two hundred million dollars a year, and that is perverse. Like this was actually an injury or a horrible thing. I, I know this is horrible, but why are we paying and why are we honoring? Um, why aren't we? Where's our priorities? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, if if our priorities are to to pay these people, make them famous, uh, and not take care of the general society, you know, like uh, the people that actually help raise our children and do all these things and make our society better. You know, sports might, you know, it, it's, a, it's entertainment. It's a, it, it's a distraction. It's a, it's, 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 it's to be honored. Like, like you would watch the gladiators or you would watch the Olympics of the Roman times and you would say, Oh, great achievements. And maybe that those achievements uh, uh, inspire people, but our priorities are really mixed up when we pay $200 million contract for a sports figure and we do this for the, the same kind of thing that w the average person that had a heart attack just walking in the grocery store doesn't get the same attention. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I just think there's some perver perversion in the whole thing, the sports. We're, we're just putting people on a pedestal. I, I really I really think the guy needs to be, um, you know, his health needs to be, be looked at. Also, we need to look and see, was there other reasons that he had a heart attack? Yeah. You know, because these people are – these professional people are supposed to be well uh, absorbed, absorbed uh, physically and, and health wise, like that they're in good physical health. You know, maybe there's another reason that he had a heart attack. So I'm going to say this, and this is more conspiracy theory than anything. I've heard a rumor that there's some type of new performance enhancing type of drug that's going along in the pro athlete. I don't know what it is. We'll come back in two, three, four years and we'll talk about this. When I was like, oh, I knew I was right. But there's something different or new that they're doing. And I don't think it's illegal yet because, you know, in order for it to be illegal, people have to know about it. But I have heard a rumor that there's some type of new performing enhancing drug. And I have, there's some type of correlation about heart issues and this drug. So we'll circle back around with this when it comes out or if it comes out and I could just be plain wrong. Cause like I said, I usually don't like to talk about things unless I have hard solid facts, but I wouldn't be surprised 
if we do see more athletes, more young people, not even athletes, more young people having cardiac issues because of this thing that's going around. I don't know the name. I don't know much. I just kind of heard some rumors. So I'll leave it at that. Anything to add away before we sign off? No, I just hope that, you know, so football, I don't watch football a lot. I don't have a football team, things like that. I only really watch the Super Bowl and I only watch it for the commercials. But traditionally, football has been a contact sport, just like rugby, just like a lot of other things. Am I saying that people should get hurt? No. Do we want our players to be absolutely safe? Absolutely. But at the same time, let's not wrap them in bubble wrap either and make the game not the game. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> not watch. You know what's you know it's you know what's weird. I don't watch football for a lot of reasons. I think it's I think it's dangerous for no reason. And here's why. Let's hear Mel hate on football for a second, and then we'll sign off. I think football is dangerous for absolutely no reason. You have a game that takes four hours, where literal gameplay is like twelve to twenty minutes. So they take. 12 to 20 minutes worth of game time. They stuff it into four hours. They drag it out. And they make these guys go through all this crazy training for 12 minutes, 12 to 20 minutes. I just, I don't think it's worth it. And we can dive into entertainment. We can dive into the money like Sean brought up. But I just, I don't watch football because I don't think it's worth it. And I think it's dangerous for absolutely no possible reason. And that's it. That's just, I just wanted to put in, um, <laughs> I mean, I can go much deeper with it, but we're out of time. Um, so I, there's a lot of reasons that I, cause I used to be a football fan and then I kind of looked at it and I realized it's just absolutely not worth it. And I don't, but I do want to, um, I do want to set up uh, lots of prayers for him and his family. And I do hope he goes through it. So Troy White says, when you find out if you receive the jab, different story, all around the world, young and healthy people dying, this has never been normal. We have never had such a big pandemic, a forced guinea pig job. Um, I have heard people talking about that as well. Do you guys, I'm not saying it because I don't want us to get pulled off of, off of um, Facebook, but if you guys know what they mean by the jab, stop, wait, don't get us kicked off of Facebook. But um, that is something else I have been hearing a lot as well. So if anyone wants to very lightly tread all this so we're not kicked off of one of our platforms. We Look, platform if we haven't been banned from Facebook for at least 30 days, our news is weak. <laughs> I'm just here to tell I don't, I don't. First off, we've been, this, we've been on hiatus for 30 days <laughs> in between seasons. Um we have it. So Troy, that is something that I, I have heard a little people, people have talking about. Um, Sean, anything you want to add before we actually sign off? Well, um, you know, I think people should focus on the person's life and the family. Uh, and then they should focus on what's important in their own lives instead of, you know, this spectacle of, of that. I, I hope, his, like you said, his family and himself, uh, they, 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 he heals well, and uh, his, him and his family are well. Uh, 
but the sport, the sport, I, 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 I'm not going to, you know, say I admire this or, or just admire this sport. I think it's about an individual's happening about a person. It's okay. Well, another day we'll, we'll get into Mel's disdain for football, except for the Super Bowl for the commercials, like Wade. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, for, for commercials have sucked lately too. Okay. What happened to birds shitting on cars to top gun themes? So I think, <laughs> so I think um, in terms of commercials, we've had a rough, what, three, three years? Are we doing three years in a pandemic? I don't know how long we've been in a pandemic. Um, so commercials are going to reflect that. Like, what do you think? People are going to come out with their best writing material after being cramped in a tiny New York apartment? on yes! <laughs> Everything's bad out there. Even customer services sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. Like, right now, like, there's, everything's bad. Everything's bad. They need to change the term hospitality to just shit catcher lately. Because <laughs> I got you, you should they say I'm you're just glad I showed up to work when you're checking out stuff, you know. They should know. tell everybody you're just glad I even showed up here today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, let me put this oh did I freeze? Let me put this last comment up because it's just directed towards me. Uh, <laughs> um comment from Smoke and Bacon app, Las Vegas Lady says nap. Um, welcome back, Mel. See you next week. I, we are happy to be back. I'm happy to be back with you guys. Um, so, yeah, so this has been Spoken Bacon. I mean, this has been, there you go. You got free advertisement, Wade. This has been Spoken Bacon. <laughs> this has been Power Hour panel. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are live every single Tuesday. And if you want to catch the replay, you can catch it on nsltv.com or you can catch us live on Facebook, Twitter. Smoke and Bacon, NSL TV, a couple other places. I don't know. But so, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see everyone next week. Have a great day, everyone.